Welcome back to Supremely Black Podcast, man. It's just me and Flizzy this week. Spears is taking care of some family business, so, you know, hope all is well. But uh, it's been a great week so far. Flake, what's going on in your world, man? Man, it's been a good week so far. I can't complain at all, man. Just out here moving these comedy streets right now, putting a little bit more focus on doing more out-of-town shows. So uh, y'all be able to look at man. I'm moving state to state. Trying to get these shows in a different part of your state. So be on the lookout for your boy. I'll be posting on Instagram, trying to lock in something in, in Austin, Texas right now. So hopefully they'll come through and we can make something pop be down there and slice some jokes for y'all Texas folks one more game. Yeah, I think – I really hope you get to Austin because that'll actually give me a reason to go down there because from what I've heard, it's extremely uh, diverse. I've been through it. Yeah. Uh, to like a little wine, little wine town outside of the city, but not directly in Austin. So I got to see if this uh, barbecue that they say is actually good, touching anything close to Tennessee. But I highly yeah. doubt. But it's worth a try. So I mean, hopefully, is it a big club down there, or is it a what's that kind of spot? Is yeah, they, they had they got a bunch of good spots there. They got some big clubs. You got the Improv down there. You got a bunch of comedy clubs down there. Then you got the Offset. Uh, spots the whole comedy, uh, comedy on certain nights too. So I'm trying to work. I'm trying to get in where I fit in. So I'm trying to get wherever I can. To be honest, with you. so I can rub elbows, connect. So for the next time, you know, if I don't get the big club this time around, for the next time I can come down. You know what I'm saying? And, and yeah. work some, work some different clubs. Yeah, but you heard something back from uh, Orlando? Uh, no, nah, I ain't. I, I mean, they sent me my video. When I when I was down there, so I'm trying to piece that together and, and make it, you know, chop it up, and put on some Instagram reels. Uh, but I ain't tried to get back down there, so I ain't even come back up. But whenever that thought come back around, I'm gonna head back down. I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna hit them up, so let them know I'll be on their radar to get back down. Okay, bet yeah, that's what's up, man. But uh, yeah, so it's been. I will say this. You know, we've talked about some heavy topics the last couple of weeks, so this one will be definitely light. Uh, of course, for the people that have been following us for the years that we've been doing the podcast, uh, next Tuesday will actually be three years that we've been doing it. Uh, two years we've been on YouTube, year and a half, really. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, this will be a kind of a light topic. Really just going to be shooting stuff out that has been going on in the world. The most recent, I will say, LeBron James has broken the scoring record. A lot of people have a lot to say. Uh, to me, I'm going to be honest with you, I would have wore the jerseys if I knew he was going to be talking about it, but we really just shooting off the hill. I think he's the GOAT. Flake, you a little older. What's your thoughts? I mean, I know who me? you know what? I'm going to let you talk about it. Who do, who do you think the GOAT of basketball is? Because apparently anytime that LeBron approaches any record or breaks one, Everybody got to bring up who what he doesn't do good or who's better. So what's your thoughts on that, man? I I really be honest with you, I hate this conversation because of the different eras, the different rule changes and stuff like that. Uh so he is he is, I will say he's the goat of this era as of right now and the time frame that he's playing. Uh the time frame before that, Jordan had a chokehold on the lead. He is the GOAT for his time frame when Kareem was playing. You know what I'm saying? It, it, so it goes like that because if you look at it, when Kareem, my dude, Jabbar played, he played a lot of years with no three-point line or nothing like that. Big men ran the lead. Point guards, shooting guards, they ain't really just get off like that. It was more of a power forward, uh, center, small forward type of game. Jordan made it guard heavy. 
when he started playing in the league. However, you know, certain rules were different because you can hand check. Your defense is more physical. You, it wasn't no such thing as a gather step, which I still call that gather step is a walk to me. Uh, some of the stuff they do today, in my opinion, is a, they get away with a lot of walk, like carrying. Back then, the game was a little bit more technical. You're not getting away with those carries. You're not getting away with those walks. Um, it was not a scorer's game during that time, to be honest with you. Uh, the game wasn't moving as fast. You know, people say the athletics are a lot different. They're a lot faster. They jump a lot higher. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's just the way the game is set up. Now, it allows for more athleticism. I mean, some of the people that play now wouldn't even start on the team back then because they just athletic and jump out the gym and this, that, and the other. But back then, they'd be like, what, can you shoot the mid-range? If you can't shoot the mid-range, you're not getting on my floor. You know what I'm saying? So I, I look at it as errors. Now, if we want to go overall, <laughs> look, this man – some time my dream, he is me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> LeBron James' kids was at the game. We broke the record. They had on J's. You know what I mean? I feel like I, – I say this. In today's era, I feel like Jordan could definitely average uh, – would have had way – and I say way more points than LeBron got. LeBron been playing for long time. He played for a long time. But I think he would have been able to at least get to, like, number two on the list. I think he'd been at, he already in that during that time frame, he was averaging what 30, well, his career average is 32 points or something like that. And then that was back then when the score of the game was high scoring if it was 102 to 98. But man, that was a high scoring game. But now they putting up 130, 115 points. One foul, yeah, one foul yeah. there, one fifty. They wouldn't in that era, they weren't putting that up to the all-star game. They weren't putting up no 130, 120 into the All-Star game came around. So, overall, I think it's Jordan. Um, but my honest truth answer, if I just, everybody just got their own era of being GOATs because of all the rule changes. That's it. You can't agree with it. Yeah. If the rules was the same, it'd be a different conversation. But the rules doesn't change. And all, it's, it's just a different way of playing the game. You got more teams now than you did then. You know what I mean? They, You know, so it, it's a little different. They play more games, too. But, you know, yeah. and I like the way you said that because I actually hate when they compare, of course, me being, you know, uh, a basketball head growing up. Like, LeBron been in the league 20 years. I ain't number 31. So, I grew up watching bro in the league. I can only even stay up late when he was in high school and they used to air his games if he was playing. Like, my mom would be like, take your ass to bed. But if LeBron was playing, I was up. My granny calling. You know, you see our boy on TV, like – all the way up to now, like she still watches. So, you know, like it was just that type of connection for me because I was raised up seeing LeBron hoop. Now, growing up, I would be completely honest with you. Like being when my daddy was around, like I could remember playing on the uh, the old what was it, the uh, Sega or whatever. Yeah, player. The Sega, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they had his name as player because you couldn't even use his uh, his uh, uh, name and likeness. So you had the fake, you know. Then you had Rodman. You, of course, you would. Probably if you grew up in the hood, you probably cried every time Jordan lost, if we just being honest. But at the end of the day, as you got old and started watching the sport for yourself, I mean, we didn't see Jordan play like that, for real. As we got older, like, of course, you know, it's just how it is. But 
you know, I, I hate when they compare the two because I feel like LeBron would have dominated his Jordan era, and I feel like Jordan would still do the same thing that he did at his time. It's just respect of greatness is just right. one A, one, you know, one A and one B, depending on what you prefer. Typically, the people that grew up watching them, you gonna, you know, for the little if you like sports, you're gonna have a little, you're gonna have a little bit of an idol, and that's just what it is. You know, it's only one. Uh, undisclosed goat for real in football to us, and we just look at it like it ain't Tom Brady, it's probably Deion Sanders or something like that. You know what I'm saying? That's how Jerry people look Rice. at or Jerry Rice. You know what I'm saying? Like it's one side of the ball. We it ain't really too much a debate. Basketball is it ain't. It's a little different from football. You know, it take a different type of man to play that sport. But oh, I think it was. Dope, but, but I like what you said because that's that's true though. You grew up watching LeBron. I grew up watching Jordan. Somebody who older me grew up watching Wilt. They gonna say Wilt. It's gonna be some little kid that's that's five year olds right now. That's five year, years old. The next person that comes about that's balling. He gonna say he better than LeBron and Jordan. He gonna say Demonte Jones. He just put up seventy points in one game and he did this and he did that. He way better than that. He gonna have a prayer Jordan to LeBron on white sand. Here go the crazy part about it. Like I was telling, like, oh, like the little kids that I was mentoring, a mentor, they think the world of uh, Steph Curry. But we sitting there thinking ourselves, like, Steph already in his thirties, bro. Like, if he he never was the best player in the league, he might have had like a couple years, but he never dominated the era. Now he changed the way Mm -hmm. the game is played. Right. So you would definitely have to respect that. But I said, but then again, who am I to argue with y'all? All y'all see is a flashy little dude that kind of looks resemblance to y'all on the TV, not knowing that he's actually 6'4", going out there shooting against dudes at 16. I get it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? He's a look at it. Y'all think it's just balling against bigger dudes. Okay, cool. But, you know, I think it's just a, it's, it was amazing to actually see it because to see him hooping in high school from – Riding in the Hummer, hopping out, Jay-Z and the superstars at the game, being on the magazines to think like a guy that we really honestly thought that would make, maybe break the assist record because of how he just played. He looked like he used to remind me of Magic Johnson when he was when he came into the league. Couldn't shoot uh, for real. He had like a little bit of a mid-range, but it was all driving the pass. And so for a pass first guy to actually break it and never only win one scoring title, I think people just got to tilt your head to that like a – he might not have had the, led the league in scoring while he was playing in his 20 years but once. But he was damn putting up some points if he ended up breaking the yeah. record. So it ain't – that just – that's kind of a testament to, like, he's just an all-around player. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was dope to actually see that, man. Like, that's that – I don't know if we'll see another record get broke in our time. Nah, it sounds crazy, nah, but nah, – Might not. Might not. Yeah. Yeah, Kareem headed uh, for, what, 38, 39 years? 39 years. Yeah, so if, if they if he do that, I mean, I wouldn't be old, old, but hell, I probably wouldn't be giving a damn about what my little great nephew in there talking about the game. <laughs> what you, what you right. You know what I'm saying? You'll tell you. Yeah, I ain't cared about that. But, like uh, the yeah. money Cole Johnson, he the best player that ever done stepped on the court. I'm like, come on, man. You gonna be arguing with that, man? Well, back in my day, you it was three steps for a travel. Y'all out here doing six steps for they call travel. Yeah, 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 yeah. They let y'all run with the ball. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. Just, just arguing about anything just to be talking. But uh but yeah, man, it's another thing too. Like I had uh touched bases on it. But uh what you think about how people, you know, a little switch of the topic, but it's keeping it on the NBA. 
What you think about how people view Ja, man? You think he gangster ja, or he just a competitor? Drum I think he's just a competitor. I think he's just a competitor at the end of the day. He talked a lot of smack. He talked a lot of ish. That's what that's what's supposed to happen when you play basketball. You play basketball in a different area. Uh well, different area. Let me say, depending on your area, you know how much shit talking you're gonna you gonna do. Now, you gotta think they got a chip on the shoulder. He came from Murray State. So people weren't expecting him to be what he is now. He just came from Murray State. They had expectations, but they wasn't expecting him to be playing like he is now. He's small. He's not a big guy. And I ain't talking about height. I'm talking about just his weight. So a lot of people was down that he even be even making an NBA at the size that he is at because of, because of his weight or whatnot. Um, what they saying that his entourage done or his homeboys done or whatever you want to call it, they can't even prove it. So, and that's my problem. It's like a lot of people talking crazy, but you can't even prove that it was anybody that was with him that did any of this. Yeah. And that's why I call him uh, – I had dropped a little, little short earlier, but that's why I call him Iverson 2.0. I think the NBA is looking for the bad guy of the lead that kind of carries that hip-hop image. That's exactly what I'm going to call it. And and because they don't have that in the league, all the rest of them are very clean cut. They don't really tra talk trash. Just a couple of them, but not for real. And just to be honest with you, and it's I guess I ain't gonna say it's unfortunate. John looks like the culture. He does yeah. the the dances that the kids understand. He has the hair that they they all got the hair like that. They gonna put some twist in. I mean, they got the the locks. They might throw some color in it. He got the grill. He kicks it with the rappers. Like I said in the video, rappers want to be ballers. Ballers want to be rappers. That's yep. never going to change. That's how it's always been. And I just think that. They're all loud playing, at the games and everything. Any in Memphis. So let's just, that's it. So it's like they're looking for that image. And I just yeah. think that the backlash that you get from that is that they're going to look into your entourage because honestly, you didn't come through the grapevine like the rest of the guys did that they may have probably already expected. Daddy used to play in the league or you went to a Duke or one of those schools that kind of maybe quote unquote prepped you for being in the limelight and you ain't got, honestly, the hood behind you. So it would be something that he would be mindful of, but for people to think that he being gangster, he acts like a 23-year-old to me. Like, I don't... Yeah, that's what, that's what people forget too. People forget that these these players is in their early twenties. Now, what was y'all doing in your early twenties? Like everybody in their early twenties wasn't thinking about, didn't have the same mindset that you might be at 35, 36, 37, or a 55 year old sports commentator talking about it. Like, what was you doing at 22, 23, 24 years old? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I made it out, my people gonna be, I'm gonna surround with my people. I'm gonna have everybody. It's just close to me. You're going to have a job. You're going to have a job. You're going to have a job. I'm trying to pull out the people that's close to me out the hood, out their situations and whatnot, if I can do that. You know what I'm saying? But if if certain things happen, at 23, you buck up, we going to fight. 24, you buck up, we going to fight. Now I'll be like, hey, bro, I ain't with all that. You're going to have to push me to the limits now to, to get to that point. But right now, it's like, bro, I'm not with all that. But 23, 24-year-old play, yeah, we about to throw them hands. Just for you even just for you saying one thing, bro. Yeah, and it's crazy because you know, just growing up in, you know, corporate America, seeing how people I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, yes, he's supposed to be professional, yes, he's supposed to carry himself, but he's not gonna be perfect. But I, I, I how I look at it is you close your eyes and you 
honestly wake up and you think about being four or five years removed from high school. But the reality for him is With that all his money, 200 million, 180 million. I know people that couldn't even do call center shit without leaving work, doing ignorant shit. Hell, like, I mean, and these are 50,000 folks out on the floor. $30,000, like you were making $12, $13 an hour, but they couldn't tell you nothing. And then if you went out with your people, they probably looked like the ones that you 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 with your culture. You're a part of whoever you with. And it's like, y'all expect this man just to be all of a sudden just button. He's not that type of guy. He's expressive. I don't call that gangster. I've never heard him. I've never seen him even throw up a gang sign. I've never even known through high school, I mean, not high school, but yeah, high school or college for him to be any arrest record, anything like that. So I'm like, y'all looking at a, I'm not going to back down image on the court and looking to paint a stereotype because honestly, some of the people that he kick it with, but he ain't the only one that kick it with them. Like they don't background check uh, Kirk Cousins because he put on all the ice with the football team. You know, they don't background check Joe Burrow because he got the sick eye got the swag, and it's like, we got to quit doing that to our own people because we'll put these labels on them, but then when the right or wrong people get behind them, then now all of a sudden, oh, we, they doing it because it's racist. We do that. It's only, We're it's doing only it. one person. It's only one player I see them do that to. That was uh, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel was the only one I see them be like, we checking who we hanging with, what club he at, what he doing, and get his ass about it there. But able hey, check this though, Johnny really came from money, so they knew they could control him early. Wow. He just happened to make it to the league off of just pure straight talent because he parted all wow. at Texas A&M. Anybody that knows him, he's been the same. He was a high school quarterback that just happened to make it to the league. He never took anything yeah. serious. You met since I've been in Texas four years. Anybody that actually knew Johnny Money, they was like he was a fun guy. I don't. We don't know how the hell he made it to the league. Not that he didn't care for football, but he came <laughs> from money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you could just tell. Like, and the only reason why they cared about who he was hanging with is because they were trying to paint the image of that he was just a traditional, good old white boy quarterback. Yeah. That's he it. Wasn't going for none of that. He wasn't going for that, bro. I don't have to. Like, if you <laughs> then now I got this money that I can't even spend and come from money. Like, that's all it was. It was a big ass party for him the whole time he was in the spotlight, bro. Like, you know, uh, it really was. It really was. But no, yeah. I, I think the whole job situation has been just been taken out of hand. Like you said, he ain't got no criminal record. He ain't got nothing. He he ain't been suspended for nothing he did in the league or nothing. He ain't been in trouble off the court. None of that. So the biggest thing that happened really is this whole little uh, big thing, which they can't prove that anybody he's associated with done that. And then the whole situation with Shannon Sharp, and and then the, the chill out bro. like that. That's about that's about it. I done seen what's your boy name? Like little skinny, light skinned dude, always ready to fight every picture like this. Meal. I can't. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to think his name. He been in most stuff than job didn't he? Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. 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 Man. Mr. Almost about to fight. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mr. At, at least at least seven to ten times a year, he almost about to fight. Every every year. But, so but yeah. anybody really talking about that. We they laughing at that and ah, that's just Jordan. Like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. It's it, it comes with the stardom. I and, and like I said, it don't make it no better than he in that city. So I don't I yeah. I've been around some real guys that's just living like that, that Jai ain't acting gangster. Uh, just hooping. Now, if you go to the hood right. and hoop, listen, something weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I can't speak on his entourage. I'm talking about yeah. 12. 
I don't know what, but I will tell you this. If you go to any neighborhood that's that basketball is passionate, that's normal of how you respond on the basketball court. Very normal. Like, playing against a lot of guys that act like job. You stop them if you want them to quit talking shit. Like, that's really just how it goes. Oh, but, yeah, that was, that was my thoughts on that, man. I know you said there was a couple of things that, that it came across your uh, mind that you want to discuss. Uh, we just uh, we just uh, follow up on, on the issue in Memphis, come to find out the white officer uh, has been fired. They suspended him first, then they went back and found something he did like a couple of months ago, got rid of him, a couple of EMTs and lost their license. Uh, then I got to say, Memphis, regardless of what everybody wants to say, Memphis doing it right. Regardless if you want to say if it was white officers, they wouldn't have moved this fast. We can't say that because Memphis is, is, is just Memphis. It's, it's something different. You're going to have a bunch of black officers in Memphis. Um, but they're trying to get certificates taken care of, taken away from those uh, officers that has been fired so they cannot be police officers in the city anymore, anything like that. So, I mean, within the state of Tennessee, they cannot, I don't know if that's going to work for all 50 states, but they can no longer be officers in the state of Tennessee if they get those certificates taken. Um, also, if y'all heard the story about Laverne, which is right down the street, Tennessee down the police problems here lately. Uh, here about Laverne, Tennessee, and the sex scandal down there, they fired their police chief uh, as well this week uh, because he knew about the sex scandal that was going on. Uh, they even played a little clip of him talking to the woman saying, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, I know what y'all doing. I'm not going to fire y'all or whatever, but it's getting out of hand. Y'all need to chill out. Uh, it was another thing where he had made a statement like, look, you know, I got fired or whatever, but it's not like I got a whole bunch of police officers to recruit. I need what I got. You know what I'm saying? We kind of short staff or whatnot. So, uh, and that is a funny situation because if I want my police officers to be anything, is what the Laverne police was doing. I want them banging anything. I want them doing that. They need and look. If that's what they got to do to go out there and arrest somebody without killing them, hey, let them do what they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As far as I know, that probably kept them from beating somebody up. It kept them cool, calm, calm and collected. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I ain't gonna go too explicit because I do know we have some, <laughs> some youngers sometimes that uh, listen to the show. Uh, but once you release, you're not as angry at your job. This is, if you, you, know, you know, especially if you're doing it on the job. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That lunch, that lunch break hit a little different for you, my boy. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, man, like it, and I and just all seriousness, like I, I would still love to, you know, salute the the police chief for moving as fast and efficient as she did in yeah. the state of uh, Tennessee for even wanting to implement, you know, put those type of infractions on them so that they aren't able to be a police officer in the state of uh, Tennessee. Um, I could care less that there were black men that did it. I, like I told anybody in the episode that we talked about, I think that hurt me the worst is that that it was our own people. But you oh, know, yeah. the mantra. But I think she's doing what she needs to do, uh, regardless if they are going to be black men that were held to a standard. Guess what? Like my granddaddy used to say, "Them folks didn't ask for you in now." Uh, nope. So that's hey, how do you bid to do what you got to do? Um, but I, I think this is, police station. Uh, across the United States, look at what Memphis is doing and say, hey, this is how we need to go about it. We find somebody that really jacked up like that, this is how we need to go about it. Yep. And the most important part to me was that it wasn't just the guys that were uh, 
physical with Tyree. Uh, it was the people that were that came to the like the EMTs taking away their license because this is how I look at this situation. What made you approach the scene and be so careless? And how many other times have you approached the scenes and been so careless? And the only thing you wow. did was file a report that says, okay, hey, uh, Mr. So-and-so, when we got there, was unresponsive. You're like, how many times have you seen a person that looks like Tyree or in his condition and you just said, it is what it is, we pulled up and we know how to file this paperwork and we're going to cover ourselves? Because if that's the approach that anybody's doing, we don't need any color handling precious lives out here that are in those type of situations, like honestly. So I think that that was even more of, hey, we are reviewing this entire situation to see what could have been done. Yeah. And that's how you really handle it because it ain't, oh, yeah, we were there, but let's suspend them now. You don't even need to have a license the same way that they don't because you don't respect life. Nobody did that was there at that scene. Nobody. Uh, so I like what they're doing. Love love what they're doing. And I think this shows it, it probably will it'll never be the same because once you lose somebody, that grieving process never gets better. But just to see that you are getting justice across the board will probably ease that up just a little bit when they, when she can when the, when the family can sit back and just think about like what had transpired in that situation. So yeah, the, the mother said, you know, he, he didn't die for no reason. Something great is going to happen out of this. And like I stated last week, I hope the greatness is that every uh, police officer, uh, every police station look and see what Memphis is doing. And they take those actions now uh, for any type of police brutality to happen uh, within their police department. Like like I've said, and, you know, last year during one episode, it takes a city to change the state, it takes a state to change the country, take the country to change the world. Well, we just stay in our country because other countries, they like European police ain't got so. <laughs> so, but you know, but hopefully there can be a change throughout the country where we have any type of police brutality. We getting rid of the police and, and the, those officers and anybody else who's involved that didn't they didn't want to act out and help. Yeah. That's all you can really hope. So you know, uh, still you know, long live Tyree. My, my prayers and condolences goes out to his family and friends and everybody at the city of Memphis, honestly, because. Uh, you know, it's just a, a lot going on everywhere, just to be honest with you. But, you know, uh, like I said, that just hit a little different. So, uh, you know, it's it, it's still just crazy to even think about it. I guess you try not to, but it's still it's good to see that they moving that way. I know you said there was something else that you had. Uh, uh, well, I, don't think, I, don't, I think I forgot what it was, but that balloon situation, what do you think about the Chinese balloon situation? Man, listen, man, I, you know, I get in my – um, get in my bag sometimes, man. And uh, once that mind get to, gets elevated, that's the best way I can say that, I get to thinking a little different. Man, oh, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, um, but I really feel like that it's something that they aren't speaking about uh, that's, that's going on with that. Because honestly speaking, um, that balloon being in the air that long and they're just worried about people getting hurt if they shot it down, it's crazy for that to fly from west over I, that, all the way to the, the coast of our, you know, the furthest coast, right? And it started in Montana. And so... Um, so how did I, it start? That, that was a question I had. So it started in Montana? Map, yeah, but, you, you know, you look at the map, it's coming over. 
Like, mm. but my thing is, is if honestly, in your respective city that you live in and my respective city, if I had a gun attached to me and ran downtown screaming, I would have had a faster chance of getting shot than that balloon that was in the air. But what the, the difference is, I'm running at people. This actually had to fly in and the military had to see it and didn't take it serious for whatever reason. So yeah, because that's what's the that's the alarming part to me is like, what did y'all see and how did that make it into our security and it didn't get shot down? And then when it comes out that oh, we seen it. So what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's my thing. That's why I don't think it is what they say is a Chinese yeah. balloon, a spy yeah. balloon. I could be wrong because if a a fighter jet from another country gets anywhere close to our country, you you get intercepted. It's gonna be two other fighter jets from the U.S. on side by side, putting you in the middle, saying, "Hey, boy, you need to get up out of here because if you fly, if you fly a few more miles, we finna shoot you down." But you let this slow balloon get over here and ain't nobody doing nothing. And it's, it's at so a height, it's at a height where it can be visible. Like, why would something be at this height flying? Because it was flying up higher than the high that balloon would be. So it's like, yeah. what, what is going on with this? And they let it fly and then let it come back and we're going to shoot it over. Me personally, and I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was that was our own selves trying out some stuff. Yeah. I think it was the United States as us trying something out and see if it is gonna work. What whatever that may be that they was trying out, they like, all right, let's see if we can do this in our own country and maybe we can let this fly off in another country somewhere else. Cause we got military everywhere. So it ain't nothing for us to drop wherever we where we stationed at. They'd be like, all right, we need to spy on some, some, some to see what's going on. Let's throw this balloon in there and make it look like it ain't nothing. But we really got spy data on whoever we looking for. Okay, so check this out. If I'm just being real, I think it was a scare tactic from whoever, and they just used the Chinese because they were thinking that it would probably cause more of an outrage. It caught people watching the TV, but honestly, you the only thing that is really – how harmless is a balloon to just float in the air that you all won't shoot down. So I think it was just one of them things. It's like, I really want to go back and look at what laws, what was really going on when it was quote unquote discovered over this military base and what the hell was going on behind the scenes. Cause y'all let this just set for days and it float to the other side of the country. Then y'all shoot it down. It has to be some type of distraction that was going on. Because yeah. I'm going to tell you this. I wouldn't give a damn about no balloon. It was too, it's too much going on in real life for me to be worried about. If you fly over any one of our military bases, we said we got a lot of bombs and a lot of artillery at that yeah. They shoot it down and they're not caring about who's sitting below. They go, they be like, all right, evacuate this little city. We shoot this balloon down. Bro, you, can't how even, you, you can't even get a drone close to the uh, White House. But y'all got a whole balloon over the the, I, it I just, ain't buying it. it. I just ain't buying it. I could be wrong, but I just ain't buying it. I just, this whole, because, because first of all, you said if it came from China, so you mean to tell me this balloon flew all the way across all these other countries, all these other islands, all the way across the ocean, and ain't nobody do nothing. Or here's, here's go the key though. <laughs> if people was really, like, regardless, I don't care if you drink, smoke, do whatever you do. The, the, the truth of the matter is, is that 
if we pay attention to what's really getting bought in our country, China owns a lot of farmland. Uh, do not let them fool you to think that they had to launch a balloon from China to represent China in the United States. They wow. have a lot of farmland. So if anything, it was just letting you know we're here. Yeah. If anything, like it ain't coming from, oh, this came from a spy. Okay, so just tell the truth. Why they occupy so much? I ain't gonna go too far because they they take the damn video down. But why <laughs> have they? Yeah, they be on that. You know, they conspiracy yeah. words get thrown around once you get to going too deep. But why have they occupy so much land over here when we have this alleged back and forth uh, beef amongst these countries? But they've occupied a lot of land from farmers, black farmers. They arresting black farmers in New Mexico, uh, El Paso, Texas. Uh, a lot of black farmers are losing that. So that's a lot of it since this, uh, especially with this, uh, with the prices of things going up. So inflation is killing that. But the truth of the matter is, is we could joke and talk about this balloon, but they've occupied a lot of land that's being bought by yeah. China as a country. Meanwhile, American farmers are getting knocked out of their whole lifestyle. Like suicide, bankruptcy, a lot of shit is going on with that. So, we can say it jokingly, but in reality, I think it was more to that, Mean we're here on your land like you be in other people's land, and it ain't really yeah. nothing you can do about it because y'all trying to capitalize off of money, but we in your yeah, back I pocket. I don't think I don't think either one of the, I don't think the U.S. or the China really won't smoke with each other. Be honest with you. At the end of the day, I don't think either one of us won't smoke because we know what we know what we can do to them. They know what they can do to us. It won't if 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 we really took it there as two countries. It ain't finna be no China left. Ain't finna be no United States left. And it, it, most countries gonna be completely destroyed. And, and, and the truth of it is, is like America has enough firepower for a war that will wipe out any country. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Uh, but China would be stupid uh, because honestly, it would be like the drug dealer wanting to kill the person that's coming to buy drugs consistently. Yeah. So I'm not killing you. I'm gonna make sure you get to work. I might drop you off at work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they uh, make a lot of money off this show. Yeah, make a lot of. But I mean, look at you. Look at all the shit in here. You just get looking at your house. So it's it's just a little friendly, uh, a little friendly banter. Now it could get it's some a little reminder, little, little jaw tap. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Really. Uh, I don't. I hope it would never go there because I think we will win uh, a physical and uh, war. But if they go biochemical, let me not. Let me, let me get out there. Yeah, if they go yeah, too yeah. far, it's, we we gonna be battered. I feel like this. I think we'll beat them. But I tell you yeah. what, we gonna have black eyes, couple concussions. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be ugly. It's gonna yeah. be an ugly yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah. That's the rumble in the jungle. I don't think nobody wants that, honestly. No, but, uh, ain't nobody trying to get that out. Yeah, but nobody that's... That smoke. But nah, nah, nah. But hopefully, uh, YouTube don't take it down. We won't try and go too far, but... Yeah, that's why I said, let me go cut that the out. The little situation just seemed real crazy. Yeah, yeah. Either crazy or scripted. Whichever one. Whichever one you want to go with. Whichever one. Because we, we not going to act like... We not finna act like the United States thought was this serious. They'd be like, hey, evacuate this little town. We gonna wait to get on this little town, shoot it down, get everybody up out of there. Like, come on. I, and I'm done with it after this, but I knew it would cap when they said they worried about people and it was Montana. When we all know they got more animals than they got people they got in Montana. They got more land, more animals, they get... Come on, bro. Like the, the likelihood... Oh, yeah, we're, not, we're not finna act like... 
we not finna act like the United States has not been known to let people believe this UFO is out there when we out there been testing a new fighter jet something out. Yeah, come yeah. on, bro. Yeah, like get out of here. So yeah, we'll we'll see. <laughs> but if that was a test today, uh security system uh, fail. Epic fail. Yeah, so anything <laughs> you gotta you know, you know, yeah. don't care nothing about wiping out some of the small town in my town. Whenever he made the news. <laughs> you know, Billy Joe lost all those uh cows up there the other week when they knocked <laughs> right. <laughs> What if that happened? Just some random balloon fell out the sky, man. It was, that was it. <laughs> Talking about the size of five buses, man. Come on, bro. Y'all quit playing with these people, man. I got folks nervous for no reason out there in my town. That's out of war, man. But yeah, that's that's my love. That's our little thoughts on that uh the balloon is what I would call it. Yeah. Yeah. Balloon gate. Balloon? He real. <laughs> For real. Hey, we, when we get out of that show, we go, Kyle, you remember that shit they tried to pull on us? Man? Balloon gate, bro. The balloon gate. Especially if it don't nothing come from it. I hope it don't, but if nothing come from it, that would definitely the balloon gate. I mean, let, let me just say, okay, you might not be able to go on Google Maps and zoom in over military base. But anything outside of that, they could try to just went on Google Maps and just like, we zoomed in. This is what this area look like. This is what this look like. This is what this look like. And we're called it a day. <laughs> they already tapped the TikToks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's now that's a whole, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a whole nother one. Ooh, wee. Now that's, that's smart. Uh, every state that is banning. The accessibility of TikTok, and we, we'll get off this because this, uh, but yeah, very smart, very, very smart. Appreciate any federal building, anybody that hides or uh, uh, keeps sensitive information. Yeah, oh, yeah. great move. I've seen a lot of companies actually sent out now for people that aren't mindful of what we're talking about. A lot of companies have sent out to say that you can't even download TikTok on your uh, personal devices. And if you are unaware of it, I would definitely say do some research in regards to yeah. what is the- It ain't uh, on my phone no more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the speculation about TikTok. So I would say, you know, for the brothers and sisters to watch this, uh, tap in and see what they saying about it. Uh, I put it this way. If you go too deep with it, they do remove videos <laughs> off of social media. Uh, <laughs> So do as you will with that information. I think you're smart enough right. to understand if you've been listening to us long enough. But yeah, right. it's serious. So companies banning it. I love it. You know. Well, our supremely black person of the week is gonna go to Harold Rhodes Rebels. He is the first, the first black elected. Um, golly, hold on one second. <laughs> We've been talking so long, I don't forget who the world out of selected is the black person. <laughs> yeah. But he is the first black senator of the United States. <laughs> oh man, no disrespect to his family, bro. Just uh, it's been a long day, first of all. I've been at work training people. It's been a long day. But anyway, Herm Rose Rebels is our uh, uh Supreme Black Person of the Week. He is the first black senator of the United States, he held office, believe this, catch this, 
he held office as the first black senator in Mississippi, in Mississippi, from 1870 to 1871. Uh, he also became Secretary of State in Mississippi. He did it from 72 to 73. Um, he got his education from Beach Grove Quaker Sem Seminary School and then Drake County Seminary School and then also Knox College. Uh, he also was a um, he was appointed as the first president at Alcorn, which is now Alcorn State University. It used to be Alcorn Agriculture and Mechanical College. And it's now Alcorn State University. Make sure everybody knows that is an HBCU. Uh, he served there from 71 to 73, and then again from 76 to 82. Later in his life, he had served as a minister. Well, he started off as being a minister and then became a, was a Republican politician, as you think, if you do your research. In those times, Black people were Republicans instead of Democrats during those times. Anybody questioning, I'm like, nah, he ain't for us. No, back in them times, we, we was on the Republican side, and somehow it switched over to us dealing with Democrats and whatnot. But, you know, you could see, well, do your own politician stuff. You, you know how it goes. But uh, Harold Rose Rebels is our Supreme Black Person of the Week. Also, if you want to know, he was born uh, as a free man. Uh, his parents were free. They were not slaves. He was born as a free child, as a free man in uh, North Carolina. It's amazing right. to me that he was, I wouldn't think the first black senator would came out of Mississippi. I mean, but you know, if he born to, from some some free parents, I think you know that 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 probably says a lot because they didn't look at the system like probably some of them did because they felt like they were restricted. So they could have been just that that not having that fear built in. You like you know, unfortunately, I mean, it was back in the yeah, day. So I think that's I just you know, that, like that, that smart nigga not going to be center down here. Yeah, hey, but you and you, 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 but you never know, man. Like I, I was. It was a story that I had seen. It was about a lady that owned a lot of property in uh, California, in like some of the most notorious neighborhood, well, like luxurious neighborhoods now, and how much money that she probably would have had had like right now if she actually took care of like the paperwork or her family kept it going, because apparently it's like in the Baldwin Hills area, uh, Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And um, I got to do some more research on it. We may have to do an episode, but she owned a lot of land. And this was like during, like, I mean, you know, fresh up out of slavery. So she went there and freed herself and bought a lot of land within that process when she was, you know, a, a free woman. And right. I thought, you know, it's stuff like that that happens. It's like, man, at the end of the day, I mean, it'd be some bad stuff, but then it's also people that know how to just beat the odds. And our people have always persevered. Oh, yeah. so always. A blessing that they just didn't give up. Uh, supremely black business of the week. We're gonna keep it real simple, man. Like I told y'all the last time, tap in with a, a unique experience. I'll be tagging the information again. It's tax time. You know I got to put my sister in the right spot. So if you want them done the legit way, want to maximize your refund, go to a unique experience. I will tag her social media. Uh, so you can tap in with her. She's going to get you right. She will make sure that you have the best customer experience that you will have. And you have an actual professional that's actually doing it with a legit business. And salute to my sister as well, because she does now have her own business space in, uh, right outside of Nashville and Brentwood. So salute, sis. So do me a favor. Go to Unique Experience. Tap in with her. Get you a legit 
tax professional, not somebody that was just scamming last year. That's all. Well, that's all I, we'll follow all our queens out there. Put your crown on, tip that thing to the side. Let them know y'all are queen. Follow all our kings out there. Put your crown on, tip that thing to the side. Let them know you are a king. We are supremely black, and we out.